five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Okay, let's start off with a male commercial, actually inadvertently so. <clears throat> We're going to be talking about spec savers for a little bit. And this one starts out with Royal Mail, and here's the little Royal Mail truck. Uh, oops, here's these. There's the Royal Mail truck, and there's the postman and post box over in the UK. <clears throat> and he's going to jump in his truck and sit on his only pair of glasses. And um, without backups, we'll see how he does on delivering the mail. But here is my collection of spare glasses right here on set. Uh, this is the kind of work that it takes to put on a quality show day after day. Oh, there's another pair here that I didn't show you. There's a special pair. And uh, I also, one of my lights burned out today, this one up here, over there. And um, so I happen to have a couple of incandescents. This one takes an incandescent. The other one's an LED 2700, uh, <laughs> whatever that means, warmth. Anyway, let's get over to the Royal Mail Spec Savers commercial. Here he oh, goes. Oh, see, sit on his glasses. Am I only crack. there? Still, Jimmy yep. Coles. Now there's a kitten on the front. He's driving kind of through the countryside. Okay. And he picks up a battle, bag of vegetables instead of the mail, which was next door to him. Now he's delivering vegetables accidentally. Now he hits some signs and he drives off the road. Pairs, writes him a ticket for two pairs from $149. So anyway, there's a whole collection of that. Spec savers. They're, they've got some great commercials, but I'm going to show you. They've now switched to outdoor advertising, which is cool. And here is the latest campaign where <laughs> these are so funny, I can't believe it. They put the <laughs> they put the billboard. You know, here's here's the billboard. Here's it goes sideways, right, horizontal, and the and the it, and the type set is horizontal. Let's see if we can zoom in on that a little bit more. Of course we can. I don't know if we'll ever get rid of it, but we'll, we'll try. Okay, so there it goes. It says, should have gone to Spec Savers. <laughs> I, what caught my eye was it looked like a number 10 envelope. So I thought it was a mailer, you know, ad, uh, but it's not. It's just that it should have been horizontal and it's vertical. Should have gone to Spec Savers. <laughs> they highlight the dangers of advertising installations without your glasses on. And so, and here's another one. <laughs> okay. But the best one is this last one down here. <laughs> you know, it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek. Should have gone to Spec Savers and the ladders like this. So, obviously, this is a company that can have some fun with itself. I uh, I did enjoy the, the direct mail, uh, the uh, Royal Mail um, homage there. <laughs> Okay, here's something that we need to keep an eye on. This is crucial to the life of the universe. Netflix suspends service in Russia following halt in content production. Okay, now, so what I can tell you, and I can verify this, maybe by tomorrow's show we'll have verification on this, if anybody from Russia is watching right now. Uh, but from what I've heard, they get to see the Disney movies before they open in the theaters in the United States. That somehow they managed to get get that stuff, and uh, it's not a big deal. 
So I don't know who would have subscribed to Netflix. Probably just, you know, expatriates that didn't know how to get their movies more directly. Uh, in fact, it said that uh, that Netflix has just one million subscribers. So that's less than half a percent of their subscribers are uh, in Russia, even though they've been there for for five or six years anyway. And, uh, you know, it's like, not even a half a percent. My goodness. So it's not like Russia's going to hold its breath. Um, they also, Netflix also stopped showing the propaganda channels um, that it was required to host under Russian law, according to Variety. One of the channels, Channel One, has close links to the Kremlin. So what I'd like to know is why they don't stop broadcasting in the United States, since obviously Fox News had close ties with the previous administration and and every other media had close ties with this one. Just watch a press conference from last time versus this time. You won't even believe it. Nobody even asks hard questions. But anyway, so Netflix, I call on you to be fair to the United States and 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 cease your service until the propaganda on both sides stops and we get real news. Uh, that ought, that like that'll ever happen. This is the other thing that happened here. All major movie studio, studios are halting production in Russia. Apparently, Russia is like a hotbed. You know, it's like uh, the spaghetti westerns of my my, my youth uh, were all produced in Italy. Now apparently they're producing all their their movies in Russia. So all of these guys stopped producing movies in Russia. And like I said, <clears throat> I'm sure Russia won't care. Um, you know, that's who knows what's all going to happen. OK, here's the 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 uh, <laughs> the article of the day is from Craig Huey. He says, stop losing sales in the final stretch. And this is really about cart abandonment. And he's got two super good points to make here. Uh, here's a test, and that's the first good point. It's actually, this is the this is the prologue point. A test. You can test things, even with digital. Some things can be tested. You should test. You should always be testing. Here's a test that can increase your online orders. In this test, a website was able to recover. They were recovering abandoned shopping carts. By the end, you'll find that out. They, but they were able to recover more of the abandoned shopping carts. And you know, if you're like me, you, you, you're doing something and you think, oh, I need a pair of tweezers from eBay, you know, the long kind. Somehow my long tweezers disappeared and I need to get the toast out of the toaster with it. And it's like I've become dependent on it. So now I remember it. Now, by the time I finish the show, I'll have forgotten it, but then I'll remember it again and then I'll start doing it and then I'll forget to you know, I'll leave it in my cart or I'll put it on my watch list or something. So I'm always abandoning things because when you're on the web, it's not the real world and there's no actual real cart to run into. You just got some web page somewhere that you forgot about and you have already 40 of them open. So uh, try to recover abandoned shopping carts by email. Now, I also recommend following up with retargeting by direct mail. However, you have to have a lot of a lot of visitors, a lot of abandoned shopping carts, and uh, you have to have a fairly high ticket item. It works great for Lovesack, who has you know I don't know what their average order is these days, but you know 
back in the day. <laughs> it's bigger. Let's just say it's way above average, okay? They're selling furniture, and this stuff is relatively expensive. So where you have a high-ticket item, it makes a lot of sense. You know, at the dollar store, I don't think they even have websites. Uh, it wouldn't make as much sense because the cost of doing it would exceed the potential revenue benefit. Always something to keep in mind whenever you're thinking about testing or even thinking about, you know, the economics of an elevated engagement. It makes sense if you've got enough margin there to cover it to justify the, the extra benefit. Okay, so this was tested against, now here's a great, this is another great line. This was tested against doing nothing. It's always a great test, okay? It, it, in, in, in mail, we call that a holdout test where we mail 90% of the customers and we don't mail 10%. And we see how the ones that we didn't mail do compared to the ones we did mail. And that gives us the incremental benefit of doing the mailing. And what you inevitably find is that it's for every dollar you spend, you get $3 back in, in bottom line profit. So it's kind of a no-brainer. Right. Okay. It doesn't mean you can mail everybody, but if you do the test well, you get a good sampling across a, a spectrum of customer value. So against doing nothing, let's see what the results are. Okay. When nothing was sent, and this is the important, this is important. When nothing was sent, uh, about a half a percent came back and bought whatever it was they were thinking of buying. Okay. So that's what happens if you do nothing. But, and I love this shot up. It's, well, it's a 50% improvement. I don't know if I would say it's shot up, but it went from under 50% to almost 75%, which is a 50% improvement because you take half of this, just about 25, right? And add it to this and you get up to 75. So it's about 50%. I did that in my head. Don't ever do math in the head. Okay, this shows just one strategic email assignment, numbers up online shoppers, uh, oh, the numbers go up of the completed process when presented with a second chance. Absolutely right. We know the incremental value. We can take the average order size minus the gross or the cost of goods percent minus the cost of order processing minus the cost of the extra email and find out if it's worth it. And like I said, if it's in, in this case, if it's in a medium size average order, I'm sure it's more than worthwhile. Okay, the, a test shows a combination of uh, shows that a combination of remarketing, emails, ad text messages are an ideal way to promote your most likely suitors. I think that means like buyers. Okay, yeah. Okay, Mr. Russia, isn't it true that you can see <laughs> that you can see pre-release movies in Russia if you want to? Is that is that the case? <laughs> I'm asking my Russian expert a technical question. That's my tech my technical question guy. Okay. Further, and this is a good point, I'll go back to, to, to Craig, offer a phone number with the hours that they're available. You'd be surprised, not me. Like I was on the phone with Pair Networks last night at 9 o'clock. The nice part about calling customer support at 9 p.m. if they're there is nobody's in line. You get right through and you can talk as long as you want and ask them all kinds of questions. Yes, he says, yes. So I, you know, that's probably why there are so few Netflix subscribers. So once again, we have a flag-waving effort. Congratulations, Netflix. I'm glad you know which side is in the right on this because... 
because it probably is more complicated than you could ever imagine. But, you know, wave your flag and do something with symbolic value that we can all laugh about because that's all it is. But he said, anyway, back back here. You'd be surprised how many have a question or problem and give up. But they would call you if they could. I'm always amazed at websites that will hide the the phone number. It's like they don't want to talk to you. And, you know, for all of the, the platitudes about how important customer engagement is and customer support and how we love our customers and how we listen to our customers, yeah, go try and find a phone number that somebody will answer on any website, on any e-commerce site. It's like impossible. <laughs> you know, go to eBay. It's 20 clicks, I bet, at least, to find a phone number. You can, and they'll call you back. You don't even have to wait in line. I have talked to them a few times in the past year. But it is a mess. It is a mess. The world is a mess. <laughs> they don't want to hear from you. Let's get, get it straight, right? We know with certainty, right and wrong, and all the moral questions are solved by all the brands, but we don't want to hear your opinion ever. Have a great day. Like and share. Thanks, Ted, for the for the confirmation on Russia. And... Uh, you know, have a healthy skepticism about everything, especially marketing. Bye-bye.